Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Go to Musa. People come to Musa al-Islam. He will say the same thing. No, I'm concerned about myself. People come to the other islam Then Hadith is not mentioned, if Isa mentioned it, any of his poetry. But Isa will say, go to Muhammad. And if people will come to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He still, he cannot do anything. What he will do, he will fall inside them, bow his head in the front of the throne of Allah ta'ala. And then after many, many years, long time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Muhammad, irfa' ra'asak, sal tu'ta, ishfa' tu shaffa. O Muhammad, raise your head. Ask, you will be given. Intercede, your intercession will be accepted. After this long, many, many years, sajda, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, if you can start the judgment among your people, then the judgment will start. Just think really how the day is. And people claim that you know, they can, you know, they are happy to go to Farafel if it can save some people. Nobody can do like that. Everybody's life is more dear to them than, than other people's life. Nobody is going to help anybody. That's what the Quran has to say. Otherwise, this whole reality of the Quran has no meaning. If anybody can save other people's life, you know, and they, they can, you know, they can make something like that, this reality has no meaning. The Quran says the day will come when not, nobody's going to, to help. This really is fright, no doubt really. People really should be scared of that really. Every single fear in this world is nothing. That's why, you know, uh, Umar ibn Abdazir, rahmanullah ta'ala, the great Umar ibn Qaid, you know, he said very nicely, when he was poisoned, you know, the people killed him. You know, they wanted, when Umayyah, they asked one of the slaves to put a poison in his food, and he ate it, and then it was, you know, his death, basically. And people got uh, that, that slave, and he accepted that, you know. Umar al-Aziz, rahmanullah, said at that point, if I, if I had if I had any fear other than the fear of standing in front of my Lord in the day of judgment, may Allah not change any of my fear in the peace. I have no fear other than the fear. The fear of the poison, the fear of death, nothing for me. The only fear I've got is fear of standing in front of my Lord. That is the, the real fear. People should have that fear. If you have that fear, then it will help you on the day of judgment. If people become mustaghani, they think, you know, they do whatever life that Quran is criticizing, then nothing can help them. The people, you know, that was Zulmun al-Nasir, Rahmanullah Ta'ala said, Mata yatayassaru, he would ask, somebody asked him, Mata yatayassaru ahul abdi, sabirul khawf. When it becomes easy for, for, the, for the people to have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, إِذَا أَنْزَرَ نَفْسَهُ مَنْزِرَةَ السَّقِيمِ يَحْتَمِ مِنْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ مَخَافَتَكُ لِسْقَامِ When you make yourself an ill person, and you farm every single thing you think really if I eat it, it could increase my illness. If you live in the world in a way that you think you are a sick person, an ill person, you are suffering from an illness, 
And anything which is needed, it is going to increase your illness, how careful you will be. People need to be happier. Isterna will not help. Abu Uthman al-Dalai rahmanullah ta'ala said, Sidqul khawfi huwal wara'u al-a'atham dhahiran al-batana. The real fear of Allah is that you be, you know, you save yourself from all the sins openly and hidden. Don't do anything. Hatim al-Assam said, Lekulli shayin zinatun wa zinatun ibadah al-khawf wa alamatul khawfi qaysar al-amal. Everything has got an adornment. For everything you have to do something adornment. And adornment of zinatun ibadah is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the real fear is that your hopes in this world become little. You don't make a big plan for this world. Your real plan should come for the hereafter. Because this is actually what frightening is really. That is the day is coming. That day is coming. But that day is not equal for everybody. Quran wants to make those who are mustaghani, for them the world the day will be frightening. But those who have fear of Allah for them, that day will be different. That day will be different for two different people. It will not be the same. That day never can be seen. For some people it is good and for some people that day will be bad. And nobody can change their destiny. That is going to happen. So now the Quran is saying, لَكُلِّ مِرْئِمْ مِنْهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ شَأْنٌ يُقُلِ That day, everybody will be busy with his own matter. His own matter will concern him. His concern. No other concern. People will have their own concern. Nobody is going to listen to anybody. Nobody will have to help anybody. Nobody, you cannot ask anybody to help you. Nothing will be there. Your own concern. وَجُوهُنْ جَوْمَئِذٍ مُسْفِرًا غَاحِكَةٌ مُسْتَفْشِرًا some faces that day will be clear. As far as strong means, when you uncover your face, like women, they have, when they have niqab, you know, burqa, so, you know, their face is covered. If the woman lifts her, her, her niqab, she says, asfara, asfati maratu, she has uncovered her face, that asfara. Similarly, when the darkness is in the night, the dark. But when the morning comes, then you see asfara, meaning now the night has uncovered its light. Now the light, light, light has come from properly. That is far. Wujuhun jawma'idhi musfira. That day, there are some faces, they have no covering. It's so shiny, you know, so, so bright. They no all the covering is gone. Darkness is gone. There is no covering on them. No darkness on the face. Wahikatun. They are laughing. They are smiling. You know, they are laughing all the time. Mustabshari. And every time they are getting good news. All the time, good tidings come, keep coming. Wahikatun what? They are why happy? Why they are laughing? But they've got, Allah has given them so much favor, they are so happy. They got paradise, they got all the fruits in the paradise, they've got all the favors of their Lord in the paradise. Dahikat, they're laughing, they're smiling. You know, that the Quran says it so many times, really, but you know, in this world, Quran said, unbelievers, they laugh at unbelievers, unbelievers. Whenever the believers pass by them, they laugh at them. Quran said, the day will come when the believers will laugh at them. And then Quran said, two people who follow the Quran said, and the believers have been rewarded. What they have been doing? They have been laughing at the believers. Now they are being laughed. In the day of judgment, that's the real thing. In this world, whenever any happiness comes, you don't become so happy. Why? Because you think soon it will go. Any happiness comes, because you think one day it will go, you don't become too happy. But in that world, when the happiness will come to you, it will be lasting. It never can go from you. لا خوفنا عليهم ولا هم يحزنون the people in turn to paradise, no fear, no grief. Whatever has been given to you, never going to be taken away from you. You become happy, you remain all the time happy. No grief, no worry, no concern, no fear. Then that's the right time to, to laugh. In this world, if you laugh, people will laugh at you. But in that world, when you laugh, 
you're laughing, never can be taken. That's real, the true laugh. In this world, when everybody will laugh really, I can feel really how ignored this person is. Soon the death will come and this laugh is gone. Soon the judgment will come and all this is gone. When people laugh in this world, they are lying. Their laugh is not true. But in that world, when the believers will paradise, they laugh, true love. That Quran says, they're laughing, they're smiling, mustabsharatun, and they're getting good news. Means, what mustabsharatun means? Every single time, Allah sending the message, you are going to get more favor. Every time their favors are increasing. Whatever they have got, every single time more things. More new things keep coming, never ending. The favors of, <coughs> of the people in the paradise never ending. And every single time new things keep coming. Waziyada. The Quran said that people who have done the husna, they will get the husna. Waziyada. And they will get more than that. All the time ziyada keeps coming. All the time new things keep coming. And then also there will be market in the bazaar, in paradise, where you go and you are things which you don't have, you wish them and you own them. Every single time. Whatever you want is there. There's no matter the price, nothing is there. You will be, the things will be in displayed and you want anything, you can get real happiness, real enjoyment. You know, real, people will be really happy. So there are some cases like that. Shining, happy, smiling, laughing, getting good news. And some faces, they have got dust on them. So much dust. You know, that, that is real. And then, let me see the difference between Yeah, people say there are two words in Arabic language. You know, here Quran is usually What is different between Ghabara and Tarhaqa and Qatara? So they say Ghabara basically means what is flying? The dust that flies and the wind makes it to fly. That is Ghabara. And what Qatara means, Qatara basically means in whatever. No, no, just, just not, I, I didn't stay. You know, Qatara means, Qataratun means whatever is in the dust that's flying in, in, in the sky. And Ghabara means what is on the face of that. All the dust is on the face of that is Ghabara. So basically meaning the same, but one is basically, you know, already on the face of that, and the Qatara is what is flying over that. So that's how the Quran is used. Some faces, there will dust upon them, like dust on, on the earth, so by dust on, on their faces. And then another dust, darkness, you know, covering them, the flying over them. The basic darkness within the darkness. The face will have darkness within the darkness. Dust on the face, like the, like the khabara on the earth, and then qatara, the, that dust which is flying, it also will be flying over them. They are the people who are kafara, ungrateful. Al fajara. And when people come ungrateful, what they do? They commit sins. They don't think. They do whatever they like. They exceed the limit. They become arrogant. Al-Fajr. Al-Fajr means sinners. So they are ungrateful people and they are the people of sin. You know, in the Quran, in the Quran you know, fujur does not come in the meaning of that people think really. Very often, in the, uh, you know, very often people in the, in the fiqh, they use fujur or fisq in the meaning sins which are committed by the believers. But in the Quran, really, fujur means anything when people have no shame. They break all the covenant of Allah and they commit the sin. So it comes up to for unbelievers. So Al-Kafara to Fajra means unbelievers, Al-Kafara is ungrateful people, and Al-Fajra is because they are ungrateful, they don't recognize the favors of the Lord, they keep doing the sins. So this is their end. Now you can see, see 
The three qualities of the unbelievers have been mentioned in, in, in this surah. It's starting with istighna, and then kufr, and then fujur. And the connected. First, actually, is when people think they are self-sufficient. They don't need the Quran, they don't need the guidance, they don't need Allah. They, they have istighna. When istighna comes, then what happens next thing? Kufr. Then they become ungrateful. Whatever favor comes from Allah, they don't recognize it, they don't thank it. When ungratefulness comes, then they don't obey Allah's command. They fall in the sin. It is connected. Istighna comes first, then kufr comes, and then fujur comes. So these are three qualities of the people who are the unbelievers. On the other hand, actually, the Quran has mentioned three things also for, for, for the believers. What, what is there is, one is, Quran is said, Tazkiya, and the second thing is, Dikara, that is Tadakkul, and the third thing is Yaksha, Wahu Yaksha. And that, their order is different. You know, first people have fear of Allah Taala. When they have fear, then when they hear anything of reminder from the Quran or from anywhere, they learn it, and then it makes them to do Tazkiya, to purify them. So they start the life with Khashiyah, and then Khashiyah makes them to learn the, to attend the reminder, the Quran, whatever reminder comes, and reminder makes them to purify their life, to clean their life. So life of the believer starts with the Khashiyah, with fear of Allah Taala, then it moves, it makes them to learn the reminder, the Quran or the or speech of the Prophet or sermons, they go there, and that makes, helps them to purify themselves. The Quran mentions all these three states, but in different ways. Similarly, for unbelievers, the starting point is in istighna, and I think istighna also makes them to yan anyway, and then it makes kufr and fujur. Another thing actually we have to look at, that when the people, you know, these things are so obvious really. Allah's Quran mentioned that, you know, look at your own creation. People are saying that they are self-sufficient. Don't you think how you have been made? You know, from what you have made you. You know, look properly. Then the Quran says, okay, you know, look at your food, how you made. If anybody think properly, because that our mind has been given, then the people, you know, understand properly. But if people have got the mind and they don't think, then tell me what is the difference between them and animals. You know, the only thing makes you different from the animals is because you think and animals don't think. But if you have got the mind and you don't think properly, how can it be different from the animals? That's why the Quran sometimes says, these people they are like animals, but worse than that. Now that's what the Quran is doing. In Arabic language, when you make a plural from anything, there are two words, two ways. You know, for the things which have mind thinking, the way is mostly making by wow me. And things which does not have mind thinking, you don't make by wow me. So for example, like a kafir, you make kafiruna. Because you're a kafir is a human being, you make kafiruna. For a father, you make fadiruna. For a salih, you make salihuna. For a aqil, you make aqiluna. That's the right way. But when you want to emphasize that, you know, these people, they don't use your mind properly, then you use for them that jama, which is not necessary for the aqil, for the thinking. So to make very clear, they're like, like, like any other living thing, like any other animal, basically. So Quran did not say, Ulaika humul kafirun al-fajirun. Quran says, Ulaika humul kafaratul fajara. Because, you know, these all the arguments of the Quran, it could make any sensible person to think and to come to senses. Our Quran is making all the arguments which simply don't think, does not make any difference for you. You don't have any sense. So that's why Quran even did not like to use for them, you know, the word, you know, kafiruna, Quran says kafaratul. And if not fajiruna, but you know, fajaratul. Any guys can hear inshallah. And actually one thing more before you know before you know one thing actually I liked very much 
from the saying of Muhammad ibn Ali al-Baqi, you know, even the Shia, Shia have met these imams, but they are in our imams as well. So, you know, Ali the Latan, and then his son Hassan, then Hussein, and Hussein's son is Ali is al Abidin. Ali is al Abidin's son is Muhammad ibn Ali, the one who they call him Muhammad al-Baqi, and Muhammad's son is Jafar al-Sadiq, and Jafar's son is Musa al-Qadr, and all those things. So, Muhammad ibn Ali al-Baqi, he said, اذكروا من عظمة الله ما شئتم ولا تكون منها شيئا إلا وهي أعظم منه. You know, mention Allah about Allah's greatness, whatever you like, how great Allah is. Whatever you will mention, Allah is greater than that. You know, say anything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any great thing, Allah is always greater than that. You never can define, never can imagine. Whatever people describe Allah SWT, Allah is always greater than that. And then he says, وَذْكُرُوا مِنَ النَّارِ مَا شِئْتُمْ وَلَا تَذْكُرُوا مِنْهَا شَيْنْ إِلَّا وَهِيَ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُ Mention about the fire of hell, whatever you like, any discussion for the fire of hell, whatever you mention about the fire of hell, fire of hell is more serious, more severe, and you know, more worse than you can imagine. Whatever you think about the fire of hell, it's worse than that. وَذْكُرُوا مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ مَا شِئْتُمْ وَلَا تَذْكُرُوا مِنْهَا شَيْنْ إِلَّا وَهِيَ أَفْضَلُ and mention about the paradise, whatever you like. Anything in the paradise, whatever you mention, paradise is much, much better than what you can see. So I start with you, inshallah, if you have any questions, please ask. can benefit from that. If you are a believer and you know it's coming from that, your purpose not to show up anything, still people can get reward for that. But if there people make attention to Allah, that's no doubt it would higher. But whenever people do things which can be used for bad purpose, for good purpose, but they are believers and they don't have bad intention, then it can help them to have some good work. Like for the person Allah says, when people marry, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and the wife and, and, and the husband, they have a relation to each other. And even if the uh, husband puts the food, food in the mouth of, of the wife, they get reward for that. So people said, why? You know, it is just desire. She said, no, but you know, people could have put their desire something in the wrong place. So because he did it in the right place, he still he get reward. So no doubt when you make intention, it will make you higher. But still if people have two choices, to have bad intention and to have good intention, if they don't, if they avoid bad intention, they could re get reward. Because at least you are avoiding the bad intention, you get reward for that. But when people make better intention or more intention, no doubt certainly they get more. Similarly, the mothers, you know, there are many mothers, they neglect their children, very many mothers. But if there are mothers, believers, uh, they really, they don't neglect their children. 
and they follow the love of Allah made for the people, they follow it properly, they get reward for that. And if they make intention, they want to please the Lord, they will get more reward. Uh, what should we do if these hearts stop thinking about those who have wronged us? How can we do this? What should we do if we can't stop thinking about those who have wronged us? Wronged us. Those who have wronged us. Uh, how can we stop the thoughts and be peaceful? What are the best means to help control one's thoughts and think positive? You know, the thing basically is, you know, if people are if people think about themselves. You know, your concern for yourself will stop you from thinking of, of, of other people. So one has to think really that you know, this is my life, and you know, I am going to face my door, and there will judgment. You know, I, I have to think more about myself, instead of thinking about other people, what they think about me, whether they are jealous, they have hated about me, and anything like that. When people become more concerned about themselves, then it really helps them not to think about other people, and you become more sincere for other people, are more sympathetic. The best way basically is all the time keep thinking whatever fault you found in other people, always think that Olama have said agree. Whenever you think anybody's fault, always know that you have got force more than that. And whatever disturbing other people, which is disturbing to you, you always should think really that you have got more things which are disturbing to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. If people are concerned more about themselves, you know it will help Inshallah to, to not to have those bad thoughts. Just a related question. What to do about people who cannot accept their faults and are always blaming others instead of looking at themselves? But this is you not know, all the time happening as well. People always keep blaming other people. You know, you teach people if they don't understand, you know, to get people to have kufan and shirk in this world. You know, we have to make ourselves proper. But this world all the time will keep happening. People, there are people who, who never, you know, because they are too arrogant. One of the signs of, one of the punishment of the arrogance, arrogant people is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a covering for them. They make, he makes them blind. They can't see. They do all the faults, but they can't see it. So they always find faults with other people, but they don't. They don't have clothes, but they think they have clothes. So they have no honor, but they think they have got honor. So one of the punishments of Allah for the arrogant people is they become blind. So they can't see their own faults. So it's punishment for us, we can't help it. But you know, if you can remind, they're fine. If they don't love it, you know, they're going to face that, that one. It's punishment for us, Next question. In your in your diagram, uh, uh, where would Ihsan lie? How does it relate to Tazkiyah? You know, the thing basically, you know, very often people misuse these two words, Tazkiyah and Ihsan. They think really they are connected to each other. It's not like that really. Ihsan comes in the category of, you know, Iman, Deer basically. Iman, Islam, and then you improve your Islam, because Ihsan, make it. But Tazkiyah is the result of that. Understand? Ihsan basically means, to make your Iman Islam better, to improve it. Because you think Allah SWT sees you, to improve your Islam. And Tazkiyah comes as the result of it. When your Islam becomes good, then Allah SWT helps to purify and clean your heart. To always understand that Iman and Islam and Ihsan, they are your duties upon you from your Lord. And Tazkiyah is the result or reward from Allah SWT because of Iman Islam. So when you do Islam properly, when you Iman properly, Ihsan properly, then Allah helps to clear your purify. So, Tazkiyah is the end result of Iman, Islam, and Ihsan. And some people say that Tazkiyah and Ihsan both are equal. not like that. Tazkiyah is the result. Ihsan is the action that you do. You don't do Tazkiyah. Tazkiyah basically comes as a result of these things. So, people have Iman, people have Islam, and then they have Ihsan. Then they are purified as a result of that.
Well, thank you. Um, earlier today, you spoke about neighbours and, uh, and references to society in this diagram. Um, you know, in such like in such a big world today, with Muslims in so many countries, you know, and so many Muslims around the world, what is our actual responsibility uh, towards Muslims in different places in the world? You know, aside from God. Yeah, you know, the good question really. The thing is, I'm very happy to know that many people in Muslim in this country, they really have so much, you know, love, love and actually consider caring for Muslims in Palestine, for Muslims in Bangladesh and in India, and also in Pakistan, for so many countries. There's so much money goes from this country to help those people. I think it's a very, very good, good thing. Uh, the way in Islam is really that you start from the people who are nearer to you and those who are more needy. So for example, if you've got some money to spend in the path of Allah, the way is start with your own family. Your brothers, your sisters, those who are nearer to you, if they need help them. After that, those people who are around you, your neighbors, the other orphans, the poor people around you, you help them. Then after that, people anywhere, you know, when you, where you can think really, help them. Except with one condition, if they accept the people who are far away from you, they are in more need. So for example, your neighbor needs some money, but your neighbor far away, he is more urgent, he doesn't have nothing to eat. Your neighbor has got at least food for one week. Your other neighbor, whose house is after his house, he has no food for any day. In this case, you have to prefer the other neighbor in, over your next door neighbor. So anyway, simple thing basically is for helping people, you start with your family, then your other relatives, then your neighbors, and then people around you. Except in one condition, when the people who are far away, they are in more need than those who are nearer to you. If that happens, then you should take care of those who are far away from you. Is it clear? is referred to the Quran, but about Shah, there are two opinions. Some people say Shah is referring to man, you know, whoever wants, you know, he can get reimbursed. Anybody, you know, another message there, anybody, you know, wants to get reimbursed, benefit, he can do. Some people think that, uh, you know, from Shah, you know, Shah, the subject of Shah is Allah, and, 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 and the pronoun for man is Shah To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever Allah wants, he can remember. You know, is it clear? So some people say the subject of Shah is the pronoun referring to man, the people. And some people say the subject of Shah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, if Allah wants, he can make good remember. I prefer the subject of Shah is the pronoun going back to man. That whoever wants, he can benefit from the remembrance because there are similar verses in the Quran. Like Khaman Shah of Azumin, Khaman Shah of Yaku. Those who want to believe, they can believe. Those who want to be unbelievers, they can be believers. And also the Quran said, in the word of Prophet that you know, do a fa'an ta tukrahun nasa hatta yakunum minin. Do you want to force people that they become believers? So nobody can force. People have got full freedom to follow either path. Okay. 
back to last two questions, inshallah. Um, a quick announcement. It's a, again a reminder about the post on the 9th of November, uh, inshallah, in Cardiff. Um, it's a very reduced uh, price. It's only £10. It, it, that includes lunch as well. See, um, so all mentioned. You know, whether we can, we can make it to Cardiff, that will be a very interesting talk show. Dr. did a talk on Islam uh, about two and a half years ago in Cambridge, um, and it was very powerful. And it's uh, uh, to know the life and the legacy of Ibrahim al-Islam and his family is so important for us as, as Muslims, as believers. So, inshallah, if we can make it uh, to Cardiff, that would be very good. If we can't make it to Cardiff, we can come online inshallah. And the other thing is another reminder about tomorrow's classes. Uh, I just got an email from Shekhar's daughter about the classes and the big classes uh, Sheikh Akram is doing is on, on management. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's another interesting topic uh, uh, every Sunday inshallah. Big parties on marriage and then Bukhari and Bukhari and Tafsir. Tafsir is Surah Kaha. Tafsir is Surah Kaha. Surah Kaha, yeah. One hour of Tafsir and one hour of Bukhari, one hour of Bukhari and one hour of Bukhari and one hour of Bukhari. And this Sunday there is a graduation event at 3.30 p.m. until 7 p.m. Uh, and it's open to everyone, but you do have to register in Last two questions. Temporary enjoyment, something for a very short period. This which happens and goes very quickly, that mata'a means. The Quran used this word for the enjoyment of this word uh, sometimes. Also, that this word, word is used in the Quran, like for example, when somebody you know, divorces a woman, so you know, they give something after the divorce as a gift. Quran also comes <coughs> Something is more short, but a gesture of you know, love and something like that, you give a, a, a mata'a. So that mata'a is anything that is short. And for a very short period, temporary. But it's also enjoyment, yeah, no doubt. Enjoyment means benefiting from that. So people can benefit very much. So Allah SWT has made all the food that is like provision, a temporary provision for you and your animals. <laughs> Of Muslims kind of lamenting the fact that 
that the lava had gone, and felt, they probably felt helpless or like they're defeated if they don't try to do something mm. to go back. So, do you think that uh, in our times, uh, is what, you, what you're saying um, that we should not have a plan for that? Uh, that we should just focus on what we're doing right now and what we need to do and not even have a roadmap? Uh, you know, I'm thinking really easy to start from the beginning. Don't start from the top. And all these Muslim political movements, they have done so many things. Shahid Rahmanullah is one of my favorite. I, I read you know, his books. But one thing actually he has got, he got to my understanding, he got to many people's understanding, wrong. And actually he has been influenced by Mawlana Mududi in this matter very much. Otherwise, Hassan Banna Shahid Rahmanullah, he was not so much like that. Because these people, they really made Islam like a political movement. If you read his foundation of La ilaha illallah, it basically becomes a lot, la hakimiyyullah, nothing else really. At least, that's what Shahid Iman said, that al hakimiyya a khassu khassraiz al-uluhiyya. That's what he said in Ma'arif al-Tariq, in that book. You know, he, he mentioned that. So this, this political aspect of Islam becomes so much dominant in their mind. And, and the reason for it is because, you know, they are looking at the Western civilization, Western people, and how much power they have got. So they want, you know, an alternative for that in Islam as well. What I am trying to say really, Islam basically is these things, Iman, Islam and Deen. People are more concerned about the space. Space is not so important. The main thing is to create those qualities in the space that is given to you. Once you have applied that, those qualities to the space that is given to you, Allah will make easier for you the next space. Then the next space, meaning is if you follow the commands of Allah properly, you know, your life and, and progress of your life and, and actually plans of your life, they will emerge. It will keep happening. <coughs> the Prophet ﷺ did not plan the Hijrah. Allah planned the Hijrah. The Prophet ﷺ has been moving, following the commands of Allah properly, Allah made it to turn to the Hijrah. Then the battle of Badr, and battle of Uhud, not planned by, by the Prophet ﷺ, Allah planned. Allah made it happen. And that's why the Quran said that you wanted to get the Karaman. But we wanted that you leave Medina and go and fight the people because you wanted to give a big victory. Because when Muslims wanted to leave Medina in Battle of Badr, they wanted to get the caravan. Quran said, no, you wanted to have the weaker people, we wanted to give you stronger people. You defeat them, we wanted something big for you. Allah Subhanahu plan is there. If you follow Allah's command, Allah plans for you. But if you plan yourself and don't actually do what Allah commands, nothing happens. And you can see for 200 years, basically, we have been discussing and writing and so much energy and big people. They really have been all the time just discussing about the space. We get political power, this and khilafa and that and that. You know, same poor thing. You know, I was in India now really. I have so many stories I got from so many people. Most Muslims really don't know how to pray. Most Muslims, they are basically in the house. What happening? people told me, zina is happening. People are doing the zina in the house. That's it happening. This honestly happening. These people, they don't need to talk about the Khilafah. They need to be basic Islam. If people have no Iman, no Islam, if people are you know, rob, you know, doing robbery, do, 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 actually people said to me in the villages, if my, my field, my farm is near to Hindu's farm, it is more secure. Nothing will happen. But if my garden or my farm is near to Muslim farm, Muslims say, then nothing will say. You have to be there all the day and night. If we Muslims are you know, in this a problem, we don't have Iman, we don't have Islam, you know, how can you imagine these people stand for Khilafah? 
you know, leave that again. Can we run our family properly? Leave that at the pious people have madrasat. Madrasat are the centers of learning piety. People cannot run their madrasat properly. How many problems are in the side of madrasat people don't know? One of my teachers, Mawana Shahwal Islahi Rahmanullah, I learned from him a lot of He used to say that we all are Allah never can give us the state. If he gives us, it will be all corrupt. Because we people cannot run a small madrasa. How can we run a state? Just think properly. Prepare the people. The Prophet and the Messenger first, the person first made Abu Bakr Siddiq Umar Farooq. Then the Khilafah came. But when the Khilafah comes, people become relaxed. Decline happens. People, when they don't have the power, they are more active. They don't want to, they want to, like there are people say really, Muslims in India, very often they are far better than Muslims in Pakistan. Though they are both same people. The reason is not because somehow Muslims became India more pious. The reason is because Muslims in India, they basically don't have the same space. So they, all the time they are thinking to do something, you know, the competition. Muslims in Pakistan, they are relaxed. They, our country, do whatever like. When you become relaxed, you can't do anything. People need to have challenge. People need to have, you know, those tests. So I am trying to say really, the simple thing is, First, talk about Iman Islam. We don't run our family properly. We don't run our life properly. Our days and nights are not spent according to Allah's command. When we have any, 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 any system, you know, we don't do it properly. You know, among all the Muslim groups, leave Jamaat Islamiyah and Muslim Brotherhood, all the groups really, you can see they have made all you know, institutions as their property. All the madrasas in India and Pakistan, they basically are family thing. The only groups I actually I can see where they actually choose and select some people, you know, they are like Jamaat Islami in Pakistan or India, they never go in front of the family and Muslim brotherhood. These people you can see the election, but still there are some problems. When they elect, they always elect from the, their own members. If they really look properly that they want to people who can be, you know, proper people to lead, they should look from the, for the people who are Muslims, but not maybe from their group. You know, those who can come and help more. You know, it should not be so narrow mind, but still I'm thinking. It, it but most people madrasa, they never think. It all becomes family business. Do you think people like that they can run the country? If, if we don't like Banu Umayyah Khilafa, Banu Abbas, because it all becomes family, but that's what the ulama is doing. All the ulama, if these ulama, if they cannot change their own way of running the madrasa, how can they expect that they will change the state? When they get the power, they will make the family thing. They will not follow Mar Farooq. They will follow Banu Umayyah. They will follow Banu Abbas. So that's why my teacher used to say that we people cannot run a madrasa properly. How we can run a state? We are not capable. We don't have quality. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.